0: Hello, my name is Niko Sapia, and welcome to Food for Thought. Let me just start off by saying that I, for one, love food. You know, who doesn't? But, you know, food is something that we literally cannot live without. And I've always been fascinated by the origins of food. You know, most cooking techniques, And although there's so many things about food that interest me, there's one aspect of food that I've never really thought about or looked into, and that is our predispositions of food preferences and the human connection to food. You know, why is it that I enjoy certain foods and dislike others? How does our food affect our mood? And why do I eat certain foods when I feel a certain way? I grew up in a household where not eating new foods was not an option. I had to try it no matter the obscurity of what was on the plate. This allowed me to develop a very diverse palate and find comfort in a lot of different meals um, ranging from many different cultures. And although I have a really diverse palate, I have never thought about my food preferences. You know, I've recently found the predispositions of food preferences that we have to be very interesting. I've never thought as to why I find certain foods much more enjoyable than others. An example of this would be in the case of avocados between my brother and myself. I've always hated avocados. I never really thought of the reasoning behind it, besides not enjoying the texture of it. Whereas my brother loves avocados and has never complained about it in his burrito or burger. I was confused because my brother and I have lived very similar lives and have almost eaten every single meal together. So I decided to ask my mom about my hate for avocados and my brother's obsession with them. And she simply told me that she never fed them to me as a baby, but did with my brother. And I thought this was strange because I never realized how much of an impact of food we eat as babies have on the foods we eat for our entire lives. Most of the time, whenever you ask someone their favorite food and why, they always tend to just say, I don't know, because it's yummy. Well, it turns out that these positive responses towards food actually develop in the early stages of life and even while in the womb. The ability to perceive flavors actually begins in the utero with the early functioning of the olfactory and gustatory systems. The activation of the gustatory system and the olfactory system is what creates our food preferences. Through taste and smell, we are immediately stimulating these systems. Most of these flavor profiles and smells are what can often dictate foods you like and foods you hate, and these systems play a key role in food choices. In the article Early Influences on the Development of Food, written by Allison K. Ventura and John Wilbury, they state, This early experience serves as the foundation for the continuing development of food preferences across the lifespan and is shaped by the interplay of biological and social and environmental factors. So as well as our early lives dictating what we prefer to eat, the social aspect of our lives can drastically influence our food preferences as well. Even though it seems like these predispositions are fixed and dictate what we eat, throughout our lives our palates are constantly changing the meaning and definition of taste, and it becomes a very subjective aspect of food. And because food preferences are so subjective, I decided to ask a couple of strangers what their favorite food is. What's your favorite food? Pad Thai. Pizza. Spicy fried rice. Mom's fried chicken. My favorite meal is baby back ribs with mashed potatoes. As you can hear from the food's name, there seems to be a similar trend between them, and as that they're all savory foods. So it may seem like our enjoyment of foods being dictated by our early child and social upbringing is also influenced by our ancestral tendencies. And this is because our ancestors obviously did not have food labels. So they simply correlated nutritionally dense foods with flavors such as umami, salty, and sweet, which would mean food was dense with energy, whereas acidic or bitterness signaled toxins or even poisons. And interestingly enough, This association of food and energy-dense nutrients connects largely to food's mental health effects on humans. Foods that have complex carbohydrates with lean proteins as well as colorful produce are the best examples of food that can enhance your mood. Foods like sweet potatoes, rolled oats, beans, and quinoa can increase the availability of the chemical serotonin in your body. By eating foods that are rich in carbohydrates, you begin to have an increase in serotonin levels. However, this release of serotonin is also involved in functions like sleep onset, pain sensitivity, blood pressure regulation, and control of the mood. This is why many people learn to overeat carbohydrates to make themselves feel better. This tendency to use food as a drug is a large factor in waking and can be seen in people who gain a significant amount of weight when exposed to stress. This connection between foods and the human mind plays a key role in the consumption of a vast array of foods depending on your mood and can be detrimental to your health. So in addition to all of this, I've always wondered how someone with a trained palate might take their food preferences into consideration. So I decided to interview the head chef of a
1: kitchen that I worked at. All right, we are recording. Uh, please state your name and occupation. My name is Royce Mori, and I'm a chef owner of True Chef Catering. All right, awesome. So what is the earliest memory of food that you have? You know, pleasant memory. That's a great question. I think the earliest memory of food that I have that's pleasant is at a banquet that I went to, huh. and there was a prime rib. <laughs> there was a prime rib there, right. and I remember getting a really small piece, and at the time I must have been maybe four or five years old. Wow. I got a slice, and I remember it being so good, and the au jus, the sauce they put on there was so good, that mm. I wanted another piece. By the time I was too shy to go back and get another, ask the guy for another piece. Oh wow, that's pretty. That was delicious prime rib. That sounds really good. <laughs> wow. What about your favorite, favorite food? You know. Uh, my favorite food, hands down, is Japanese curry. Mm, delicious.
0: I love Japanese curry. Delicious. Can't go wrong with that. No. Yeah. Wow. Third question: How is your childhood dictated what you cook in a kitchen? As a chef who's been cooking for.
1: You know, a, a long time. Yeah, that's really interesting. I have a funny story. So, growing up as a kid, I was a real pain in the ass. Uh huh. And I would always be complaining to my mom. Yeah. About the food that she cooked, because she would be cooking hamburger helper and show you hot dogs and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a kid. I didn't even have a refined palate. It was just things... Those are things I don't necessarily enjoy eating. Uh, you know, so I would right. always complain. And she'd get really upset and just say, e- Eat whatever I cook. Or you could cook for yourself. Uh-huh. Right? Right. And so I did. I started <laughs> cooking for myself. I started messing around in the kitchen. Wow. I was probably 10 years old. That's awesome. I was 10 years old. And I started um, messing around and experimenting in the kitchen. And I remember... Mm-hmm. Um, my uncle in Los Angeles—he mm-hmm. made this really good fried rice, this bacon fried rice—and wow. I'll never forget that. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and so I started experimenting and trying to cook that. Right. I have multiple uh, trials mm-hmm. of that. Um, and funny thing, today I make bacon fried rice, so that's one of my popular dishes. Oh yeah, <laughs> I love that. Alright How closely does your past training
0: Connect to the foods you enjoy eating today?
1: Mm, interesting So I've had a lot of different experiences In regards to training mm-hmm. Throughout my career So I started uh, My culinary career At a Hawaiian fast food restaurant right. In Long Beach <laughs> On the campus of Long Beach State Where I went to college uh-huh. um, And so That was my first experience in a restaurant mm-hmm. or cooking actually professionally so to speak because yeah. <laughs> if you call that professional cooking yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, but I started there right mm-hmm. and then I went to culinary school mm-hmm. and then I worked at uh, fine dining restaurants mm-hmm. you know throughout the Bay Area mm-hmm. where I you know got to break down fish hundreds of pounds of fish mm-hmm. every day mm-hmm. um, to becoming a sushi chef mm-hmm. at one point and I learned how to cook on a walk in mm-hmm. one of the restaurants I was at. So, uh, I've had a lot of different experiences and training, so to speak. Um, and the food—how does that influence what I enjoy eating today? Yeah, I think as a result, I enjoy eating a lot of different foods. Yeah, <laughs> very diverse background. <laughs> I yeah. love, I love sushi. I love noodles, mm-hmm. wok fire noodles. Those are great. Um, yeah and just fish roasted fish or anything of that nature I really enjoy yeah seafood uh, I enjoy all this stuff I think um, and a lot of this too is I enjoy well executed food and I think because of all my experiences uh, all the training I've had mm-hmm. I'll know when I go to a restaurant and I sit down at a restaurant whether something is well executed or prepared properly or not right um, But yeah I think yeah, back to your question All my training, I think it's opened my eyes to different styles of cooking, different Mm -hmm. cuisines, different cultures and cuisines. Um, So as a result, I enjoy eating a lot of different stuff. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. How
0: often do you take into consideration other people's food preferences when you cook, if at all?
1: (laughs) That's a funny question. Uh, It really depends. If I'm cooking for my guests at my restaurant or at a restaurant... Mm -hmm. Uh, they come to have my food. So, unless someone explicitly states that they are not going to eat something or they want something prepared a certain way, mm-hmm. then I always prepare it to my liking. So it suits my palate. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I have to be proud of what I prepare and be able to stand behind whatever I, I serve my guests. Um, so typically do not take into consideration people's preferences right Right. uh there are certain times that i do though Mm -hmm. if i know that if i'm cooking for a private party and they say they want this or that i obviously do or if i'm cooking for um, a bunch of senior citizens which i've done before too cooked Mm -hmm. for groups of like 200 seniors Mm -hmm. i know that they're going to be on a low sodium diet right uh, so in, in situations like that, I do take into their pre- I do take into consideration their preferences.
0: right okay. And last question, uh, knowing that you have a very diverse palate, how do you raise your children in that aspect of eating food? Do you encourage them to eat new foods or do you allow them to eat whatever you or whatever they prefer?
1: Hmm. So yeah, because I've been exposed to a lot of different foods, mm-hmm. uh, I do try to expose my boys. Different cuisines and different foods. Um, So, my role with them is is that they always have to try new foods. And if they they take a bite and they don't enjoy it, they don't have to finish it. But they at least have to try it. Yeah, Um, that makes sense. Just like my mom. (laughs) (laughs) See, parents, yeah. yeah. but, yeah, and so I, I, I do allow them to eat whatever mm-hmm. they prefer to uh, – most of the time. Mm-hmm. Most of the time. But there, there comes a point when they all they want to do is eat hamburgers or hot dogs. Right. Can't allow that to happen. Yeah, right. But, uh, so when, like, the opportunity comes around, you tell them to try it. Yeah, right? and there's if there's something new, something mm-hmm. different, I always have them try it. So they've, they've tried some interesting stuff, mm-hmm. like uni. Not everyone enjoys uni. Yeah. Uh, but both of my boys have tried that. Something that they really enjoy is like uh, wagyu Kobe beef. Yeah, that's good. They enjoy that. That's something they <laughs> they really <laughs> I mean, enjoy. Who can't, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, 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 it ranges, right? They all they they've tried a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for your time. Yes. Very welcome.
0: This interview was held basically to understand how someone with a trained palate integrates food preferences into their lives and how past food experiences essentially paved the way for Royce's career. I just wanted to wrap things up by saying I still find it extremely interesting how food preferences can be so subjective, especially in relation to culture and location. Before the development of transportation, people's diets depended on their local flora and fauna. Even today, people who live by the sea, eat seafood, people in tropical climates have access to a variety of tropical fruits, and people who live in temperate lands find it easier to grow wheat. I think it's interesting how some people on the East Coast of the US can have a completely different palate to someone from the West Coast purely on their location and the foods that they were raised with. It is surprising, yet seemingly obvious, that essentially every location has its own food staple, which means there is this massive disconnect between people because of their food preferences. Yet, there are these underlying factors in food that connect us all that we are born with essentially the exact same preferences and eventually grow to enjoy and find comfort in savory and sweet foods. I believe that this joy that food gives us and the deep, rich connection it has within human society is what makes meals so enjoyable, especially meals shared with each other. Food can be the bridge between worlds and a method of understanding. Listening, and I hope your minds are satisfied.